he has said to me recently, he would spend all the money on our kid if we needed to. But that doesn't stop him from being slightly annoyed when I pick out organic hot dogs that we will probably throw away because our son will not eat them. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. That was Refinery29 Money Diaries author Lindsay Stanberry talking about how her natural instinct to always save money took a nosedive after the birth of her son. I think a lot of new parents can relate to this, feeling like they would spend their very last penny on their kid, even if things were very different before baby. Welcome, everyone. We keep the show short about 15 minutes because you're busy. But if you have a little more time, feel free to do a little bit of binging. And if you like the show, maybe do a screen grab and share it so we can grow the podcast. And speaking of growing the podcast, big news, Financial Grown Up is a finalist for Best New Personal Finance Podcast for the Plutus Awards, which celebrate excellence in money content. So thank you for all of your support. And the paperback of my book, How to Be a Financial Grown Up, is coming out in October. So if you have not had a chance to read it, I hope you'll check it out. And again, share with someone you care about. Let's talk about Refinery29 Money Diaries and our amazing guest, Lindsay Stanbury. Now, the book grew out of Refinery29's popular series by the same name and gives a very detailed, and I mean detailed, look at the spending habits of millennial women. The stories are jaw-dropping. The reactions to them are dramatic in the comments. But I wanted to know more about Lindsay and her money diary story. So I pushed her to talk about something that she has yet to reveal, and that is money life after baby and what that does to one's money diary. She and her husband were the best of budgeters. They didn't eat out. They were champion savers. They bought an apartment in their 20s and were checking all the boxes on retirement and investing until they had the baby. And then it all went poof. Well, not all poof, but life changed. Here is Lindsay Stanberry. Hey, Lindsay Stanberry, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I am such a fan of Money Diaries, so I could not have been more excited when your book, Money Diaries from Refinery29, came out. Congratulations on all the early success because it just was released. And of course, it is number one new release on Amazon. Love it. It's been really awesome. Thank you. And you did this all in a very busy time in your life because not only are you married, you have a relatively young child, I think a one-year-old. Is that correct? Uh, he just turned two. He just turned two. So happy birthday. Thank you. And that brings us to your money story. Do tell. Yeah. So I've talked a lot in the past about my how my husband and I saved $100,000 to buy our first apartment in New York. And my husband is very frugal. And by extension, I've become more mindful of my money. Two years ago when we had our, our son, we knew it was going to change our budget. We had to sell that apartment, buy a new one, and start paying for childcare. And we anticipated those big expenses. But I was really shocked by how 
my time became much more valuable than it had ever been before. And I talk in the book about this incident where my husband and I were at Trader Joe's having a fight over organic yogurt. My son is an incredibly picky eater. He has been since the moment we introduced solids. We will try everything and we end up throwing away all that food and drives me absolutely crazy. And I write in the book about this experience of realizing that my time is so valuable and I'm willing to spend more money in ways that I never anticipated and have never before. My husband dubbed it baby bougie. Uh, so it's been a weird and stressful experience for us. And I just had to kind of let go of some of that control and feel appreciative that we were so careful with our money in our 20s when we were able to just worry about ourselves. So give us an example of something that you spent money on now that you have a child that you never would have thought of spending money on before. People will think that I'm crazy, but like service fees to go to the movies. We would have never in a million years paid extra money to reserve tickets online. We would specifically go early to the box office to buy the tickets. We would save the $2. And now it's just like, well, if you want to see the movie, first of all, you're going to have to find a babysitter and that's really expensive. And then you want to make sure you can actually get into the movie. So we're, we're pre-buying our movie tickets now and that $2 is just out the window. But then also stuff like we would never pick up milk from the place around the corner because it was a dollar more. But now we do because... You know, I want more time with my kid. I don't want to go out in the rain. I am tired after working and writing a book and taking care of a baby. But it's also made me a lot more ambitious. I care about earning money more than I have before, which surprised me. So give us an example of that. Well, I think that when you think about things like negotiating or saying yes to something, I took on this book which is an incredible opportunity, but I did take it on top of my regular job and on top of having a kid. And I knew I was going to have to make some sacrifices in my personal life. But I did that with the idea that this would be something that would help me grow my career and that would ultimately be good for my family and, you know, in theory, help me earn more money in the long run. So it's a real push-pull. And I think that I'm more excited about opportunities, but I'm also more careful about what I say yes to. What's interesting, though, also is that you and your husband don't always approach spending as parents in exactly the same way. Tell us about that. He was a, a reluctant parent and very open about that, and I appreciate that. He has said to me recently he would spend all the money on our kid if we needed to, but that doesn't stop him from being slightly annoyed when I pick out organic hot dogs that we will probably throw away because our son will not eat them. You know, it's been a struggle for both of us to figure out how this spending is changing. So what is the lesson for our listeners? I think people expect those big expenses. They expect that childcare will be a huge chunk of their budget, but they don't think about the small things. I joke in the book, I'm never going to tell you not to buy a latte, but, you know, enjoy, enjoy buying that latte and saving that money when you only have you to worry about because it really, it, your finances do change so significantly when you have a kid. And in a good way, you know, I, I'm happy to spend my money on him. I say that in the dedication to the book, you know, it's a joy, but it does really change things. And it's really important to talk about that. Are there things that you look back on that you would have done differently? 
you know, there's two things. I wish I had started investing earlier. I was always very nervous about the stock market having been a young adult when the recession happened last time. And I have always felt really intimidated by that. And I wish we had been smarter and not sat on so much cash. And this is the thing that would have cost money, but I wish we had traveled more. You know, it's expensive now to do it with a kid and we could have done it cheaply and smartly. And we worked so hard in our 20s and I'm really proud of the work we did, but I definitely wish we had taken a few more vacations. I hear you. Traveling with kids and with a family is a lot. All right, let's talk about your everyday money tip because that is a way that people can pretty much instantly at least have a trickle more cash, maybe a little extra money for their latte or maybe money to then move into other kinds of investments. Do tell. You know, one thing that we recommend in the book is getting a high yield savings account. I have a Bank of America account and a Capital One account and the differences in there. 401ks is crazy. Bank of America, I think it's like zero, 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 zero. Like, you know, <laughs> it's negligible. I get like 38 cents every quarter versus my Capital One savings account, which I think is like 1.85. And um, I have a nice little emergency fund in there. And so get, a, a, you know, a nice a, a little bonus each month that I kind of consider my free money. My husband just bought some sunglasses and I was like, oh, you know. Um, I think that some of our interest rate covered that. So don't worry about it, which is not necessarily the most responsible way to think about that interest rate. But it is nice to have that little like extra bonus. We talk about side hustles in the book too. And that's a way that we saved a lot of money. So there's lots of little tweaks that you can make to find cash that can be used to buy that latte. What other tweaks do you have? Other ideas? Uh, You know, I... I am like such a fan of selling clothes on Poshmark. It's a little embarrassing. I'm totally addicted. And I use that money to buy new clothes. I'm a little bit more careful about my shopping these days because of said child. So where do you get your kids clothing then? Do you buy new or are you buying that off the websites? Like, oh, Does Poshmark do kids clothing? I know there's a lot of other ones for kids. I think we do. I don't ever buy clothes. I have two very doting grandmothers who dress him and I never buy anything. And there's a really fantastic kind of underground parent exchange at both refinery and among my friends. So we do lots of hand-me-downs and trades and I didn't buy a car seat for a long time because I used my bosses and um, yeah, it's been great. And then I just hand that all off to other people. And so clothing my kid is cheap. It is free. Feeding him is not (laughs) All right. We're going to talk later. We're going to work on that food thing. I have some ideas for you about that. I want to talk about money diaries because this came out of a successful series that you have shepherded over at Refinery29. Tell us more about the book because what I love about this is it's really similar to my mission here at Financial Grownup. It's really about opening the door to very personal and candid stories about the reality of how people actually approach their money in different situations, but so many universal themes. Yeah, it was really important to me that this book not shame the readers. We, we present money diaries without judgment, you know, and, and the comment section on money diaries can be at times very judgmental. But for us, from a refinery perspective, we don't want you to feel bad. I think that there's so much, especially for women, there's a lot of guilt around both earning money and spending money. And I really wanted to get rid of that and to just really talk to our readers like you do, like a, like a grown up, you know, and not be condescending or a bully 
or make them feel bad because they like to buy a latte on their way to work every morning because they hate their job. So it's really thinking about how your spending impacts your life now and how it can impact your future. And that future doesn't need to be a hundred years from now when you're retiring. It can be what you do next year or what you do five years from now. And what's interesting is that a lot of these stories reveal trends that you see, not only the stories in the book, but it's an ongoing living series on Refinery29. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how women interact with their money and how, you know, there are things that are deeply personal. There are things that are, we don't reveal anything about race or ethnic background in these or, you know, sexuality. But if you're a careful reader, you can pick up some clues. And so it's very interesting to see how, you know, a woman of color manages her money versus the famous intern who was getting $3,000 a month from her parents. You know, it's just, right, which it's did get a lot of judgy comments, to say the least. You know, and on both sides, you know, they're getting judgy comments. So it's interesting. But then, you know, we do see trends like, there's a lot of spending on self-care right now because people are really uncomfortable in this political climate. And, you know, we see couples struggling to figure out how they're going to manage their finances. A lot of women who are maintaining separate bank accounts and, you know, tracking every dollar that their partner spends. And it's really interesting. I always say that personal finance is very personal, but there are definitely themes and things that we go back to again and again. Well, I know you're going on a book tour, so I want you to give people all the information about how they can find out about that and follow you and Refinery29 on all the socials. Yeah, so you can read Money Diaries daily at Refinery29. We also have an awesome Facebook group. And of course, you can follow Refinery on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at L.E. Stanberry. And I will be doing lots of fun stories around the book tour. I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Bobby. It's super fun. Hey, friends. So think about what would be in your money diary and would you have the courage to share it publicly? Hmm. Here's my take on what Lindsay had to say. Financial grown-up tip number one. She talked about free clothing for kids. Well, in addition to the places that she mentioned, which are great, especially grandparents, parenting Facebook groups are a great way to get not just free clothing, but also toys and furniture. Be sure to join one that is hyper local because very often the givers only ask is that you come to them and pick it up in person. Financial grown-up tip number two. Lindsay mentioned that she regretted not traveling more before kids, and I couldn't agree more. For my family, if all five of us go, it is a lot. I mean, breakfast alone, crazy. So another challenge is that kids have different interests, especially if you have kids that are boys versus girls or different ages, which are spread out. That's what I have. I have older stepkids that are now in college, and then I have an 11-year-old. So one idea is to do smaller one or two kid trips. You don't all have to go, and you could have one parent go and not just two. So for example, we recently went, my husband and I, with the 11-year-old to Iceland, just him. Another time, my husband took the older two kids to Washington, D.C. when my son was younger because he wouldn't have been interested. He would have been bored to tears, but it was a great time for the older kids to go and see the nation's capital. Each time, it was three of us on a trip, which is a lot less than five, if you can imagine. And you can usually, at that point, you can be in one hotel room, which makes a huge difference. And we weren't dragging kids that didn't want to be there. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do one trip at least a year or some trips with all of you. 
It just doesn't have to be every trip with everyone. And the more direct one-on-one time is also really special. And when you take just some, maybe it's a good time for the kids that aren't going to spend time with other relatives like grandparents or aunts and uncles. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Show notes can be found at bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash Lindsay Stanbury, where we'll have all the information that she said at the end about how to follow money diaries and all the places that she mentioned. Be sure to DM me on all the socials. I am at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram, bobbyrebell on Twitter. Find out more about the podcast at bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown-up podcast. And thanks to Refinery29 Money Diaries author, Lindsay Stanbury, for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown-Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.